Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Man, we got a lot. We got to go right, right away, Jackson. Right away. Hit the hole. Jeremy Rutherford reporting the Blues have reached an agreement with Robert Thomas. Long-term agreement for that matter. Eight years, $64 million. The Blues locking up Robert Thomas this morning eight-year, $64 million deal. Your reaction to that, 65780, the Air Comfort Service text line. With the start of NHL free agency, obviously the Blues are keeping a close eye on everything that is going on, the domino effect of what took place last night in Calgary with Johnny Gaudreau and how that then will impact a couple of different things. First off, uh, NHL free agency in general and what goes on with the Blues and Tarasenko, the Blues and Perron. And then in Calgary, what now goes on with St. Louis native Matthew Kachuk. I was reading last night a number of Calgary blogs, and uh, and many are, first off, just angry as all get-out, right. uh, feeling like Gaudreau uh, led them on, um, but then secondarily going, well, at this point now, what's the point in even trying to keep Matthew Kachuk because the team just isn't going to be any good? Right. So they go from going into the Western Conference semifinals two months ago against uh, Edmonton in the Battle of Alberta to staring down the eyes of a rebuild. Mm -hmm. How does that matter to St. Louis Blues fans? Well, it's going to be a domino effect. And I am quite confident that Doug Armstrong uh, was planning for the potential that that would happen. And now that it has, it has an impact on all the franchises in the NHL who would be in the mix for him. And then if they don't get him, what their plan B would be. And so that throws a curveball into NHL free agency. So what did Doug Armstrong do? He locked in Robert Thomas. Your reaction, eight years, $64 million. Uh, give your thoughts by texting in, or you can leave a mic drop presented by Rhino Shield and another show will play it because Jackson will not allow yours to be heard on this show. Yeah, maybe Tanner at BK and Ferrario will play it. think he'll play. I sure Yelling will at you. Yes, yeah, preferably, Yeah. Uh, you guys are a little late on the Robert Thomas announcement. Actually, uh, I had it uh, at about 8.30 on uh, TMA, program I've been doing since 2004. Uh, has a little following. But but on this show, I wanted to start with the headlines. I'm also going to be a little late with this one. The Cardinals beat the Dodgers. Now, it didn't end two minutes ago. It actually ended last night at about 10.15. Right, but we just provided you that news. Well, I'm. it's called table setting. Right. And so... With regards to that one, I would say it might be the best win of the year. I'd have to, you'd have to think with the position that you put a young reliever in, and for Packy him, Naughton, and for him to come up clutch. And I, I just love the emotion afterwards, man. Like, you know, it's a game in the middle of July, but you got a young guy who just made, you know, who's had some good moments, obviously some bad moments, but to come out there, fire and get that third strike out, or get the third out as a strike out there was that was awesome that was really really awesome and i believe it was Derek gould in the post dispatch said he struck him out two different times and i was going what does he mean by that and I go, oh yeah the check swing yeah, yeah right 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 yeah that's a, i mean that's just incredible i felt like in a way kisner 
oversold it so much that the third base umpire's inclination was to not call it a strike because of the overselling. Yeah, I right. really wondered about that. I wonder, I'm like, man, that was such a dramatic point down to the third base umpire that I wonder if we'll turn off the third base umpire because it's like now we're in the middle of this right. scene with overacting. And fortunately, uh, Naughton was able to beat Bellinger, and that led to the Cardinals beating the Dodgers. And that's three straight wins over three teams above 500. Yep. It's the Dodgers. Now I realize the Dodgers are beat up. You're still beating the Dodgers. And then you get through the Dodgers, and here come the Reds, and then the All-Star break, and you got all kinds of randos after the All-Star break. Right, yeah. So this is encouraging to see, especially encouraging with what Packy Naughton did. Albert Pujols talked about it following the Cardinals' win against the Braves uh, last week. And um, he said, I think I found something. Yeah. I mean, he looks so much better. And it just, it has translated. Yeah, and the fact they got, it was an inside pitch kind of off the plate and get his hands inside there and turn on that, that's like, that's such classic Albert to, to really turn on inside pitch like that which is so encouraging to see at this point in his life. And it's also great to see a little production out of the catcher's spot with Kisner driving in a it was, few runs. It was a big, uh, big insurance. I thought that in the moment it was a big insurance run. Yeah. And then as as it provided with uh, Freeman's home run to start the ninth, uh, it actually indeed was the difference. I'm curious. Just This is just, again, just kind of a gen. I like to get a feel for the, uh, for the audience. What at this moment are you more interested in what are you more hyped about at the moment are you more hyped about nhl free agency and the blues signing a contract extension with robert thomas or the cardinal win last night because I, I honestly don't know where people are mm-hmm. like I, and i realize it's an individual thing yeah, but right. if you were to, to get a thousand people to respond mm-hmm. if i were to put it out on twitter my essential essentially dormant twitter account what would uh what would the response be I don't know. What do you think, Jackson? We, we do arbitrary percentages on the show. It's really, yeah. it's really what are our bailiwicks. I would say 60% are more excited about the Cardinals, 40%, just because in season, middle of July, Dodgers in town. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff around that, especially as you come closer to the All-Star break where Albert will be representing the club, the Home Run Derby, and the game itself. Uh, I think that's going to bring a little bit more excitement. But I think it's, if you ask me, you know, a week ago, I think it would be much more cardinal. So that the fact that the blue side and Thomas, a young guy who's proven himself, is certainly going to get the excitement level up. So I'll say fifty-five percent or fifty-five to sixty percent are more excited about the Cardinals. I'll, I'll expand it this way. Mm. What are you more excited about? What do you, what do you when, you, when you're tuning in at this moment? Mm-hmm. When you're tuning into 101 ESPN throughout the day today, and you got two huge stories locally with the Blues and the NHL's free agency and the Cardinals and a win. What are you wanting to tune in to hear? The Blues news. I think in that sense, people are wanting to hear more about the Blues. Because Because there's news. You know the Cardinals won, but what else is there to say about it outside of reliving what was an energetic playoff-like moment when Naughton struck out Bellinger? Yeah, the the situation with the Blues is fluid. It's ever-changing. Who knows, with David Perron out there, who knows what's going to happen. The next next 24 hours is going to be significant. Yeah, it's Period, and there's there's nothing else to it. Right, so I think that the, the focus more is on the Blues. I feel like the excitement, though, is pretty... Evenly split in a sense. Uh, Tim, last night's game was the most exciting win in the past several years. Would you agree? Uh, no, I, respectfully, you could make a case for this year. Yeah, for sure. But if you, when you say last several years, I suppose I have to ask, you know, what is your definition of several? Mm-hmm. To me, 
the win against the Braves in game four of the NLDS mm. um, yeah. was, I was in the ballpark for that. And that, I mean, you're, you're, you're on your deathbed. Yeah, seriously. And they came back. Uh, Freddie Freeman involved in that one. He was outstretched, and I think it was Molina's ball just got over his head down the right field line. And then it was Molina who hit the sack fly and then went charging toward Acuna in center field, throwing his helmet, which was not a coincidence. Happy 40th birthday to Yadier Molina. Yeah, that was great. But but if 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 you start with 2020 and then 2021 and 2022, then I think you're live. If we include 2019, then I'm going to use that. So there is my official answer. No doubt, yeah. What is several to you, Jackson? uh, I always go like this. I say a a couple is two, a few is three, and several or a bunch is four or more. So I'll say four. Okay. So therefore, I will go with game four based on your definition of the 2019 NLDS. Game five, you would think, would be. Right, with the the, the Cardinals. Blew him off the field, and yeah. there was it was an absolute <laughs> no sweat uh, affair. Uh, so the Thomas signing is huge, great move for this team, possible future captain, and pretty reasonable price for this kid. It is a great move by the Blues. Uh, Tim, I'm more excited about the Cardinals win. I know it's the cost of doing business in the NHL, but I think we overpaid for Thomas. That is from the six one. Eight, uh, Blues free agency has me more excited. Army will make moves to make them contenders. Mo will just so many texts coming in. I've mm-hmm. lost track. Mo will just get the team to to a wild card game, and then get beat by a real team competing for an actual championship. That's from the six three six. That may be the case. I mm-hmm. can, listen. I can't. I can't fault anybody for thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I say the next three weeks for the Cardinals. So you won't. You won't have this surge of uh, energy that you have on day one of NHL free agency, most likely. The Cardinals, if they do make a move, it will most likely uh, probably come out of nowhere. Uh, So much NHL activity is going to happen here to help, possibly while we're on the air, but certainly on day one. You know that's happening. It's just most likely there will be dominoes uh, that will that will fall. So, with that said, we are getting, man, it is, It's. I'm looking at this, yeah, I would say it really is about 50-50. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very close. I think, uh, yeah, I think the Blues situation just being so fluid is keeping people, like, close to their phones, close to the radio to see, to hear what's going to happen. But the Cardinals, I mean, people love to revel in a good Cardinals win, especially, you're right, playoff atmosphere last night after Naughton struck them out, really high energy, which is so great. And that's a huge benefit to Bush Stadium always being so full. You're welcome to text in 65780. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. We will certainly be monitoring the NHL free agency situation. As Jackson said, it is fluid. Something could happen at any moment. We'll take a commercial break. Come back with more. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McCurden with you till 11 a.m. BK and Ferrario taking over. Then this will be NHL free agency news throughout the day here on 101 ESPN. Uh, People want uh, Blues free agent rumors. Well, we've got this one for you. Uh, Elliot Friedman tweeting out, mm, I would say here within the last uh, few minutes, that the Blues are interested in uh, Red Wings goaltender. Thomas Grice, 36-year-old goaltender for the Wings. Uh, that doesn't mean that the deal is done by any mean, means, but uh, he writes, word is St. Louis is in 
on Thomas Grice. So if you're looking for who Bennington's backup will be, there is a piece of information. Certainly a lot of people want to hear uh, about the Blues and free agency, especially with some big names potentially uh, in the mix here, whether it be for the Blues as far as an acquisition goes or the possibility that David Perron is to go. Uh, Jackson has posed some questions for fun with arbitrary percentages, and we start with a Perron question. The Blues will have David Perron on their roster next season. Jackson, your arbitrary percentage? 35%. Mm, it's a nice number. Yeah, I think that's the number. I think the number at this point is 10%. Mm. Yeah, which I is it. not something I would have thought 48 hours ago. Right. Honestly, I would have been above 50% 48 hours ago. Yeah, I mean, I just. With the I cap feel like, honestly, situation. as I say 10%, I feel like that's even high. Wow. Well, I feel really high now without my 35 Hey, maybe you got inside word. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I am Mr. Hockey. I think everyone knows that. No, so, I know it. So, you know, when I say something... Uh, guys, Jackson's wrong. That's from the 618. Oh. Oh, is that... Okay. Mm, shoot. Well, you never know. We'll have to wait and see. You keep tuning into 101 ESPN to find out. Nice. That yeah, was I mean, nice. that's just the way this... I mean, that's... They don't teach that one, Mike Ryder. Yeah, learn that. Uh, the Cardinals will be aggressive at the deadline. I'm going to need you to define. That's a, see, that's a good question. A fantastic question, Tim. Uh, Thank you. The, the, you seem like you overdid it, though, and now I feel like it was. I, dump, I dumped out of it. Don't worry. <laughs> it was sarcastic. Um, signing somebody in their prime. Signing somebody in their prime. That's what I'll say. So. Ideally, someone under 35 um, and both an offensive player and a pitcher. So two, they don't both have to be in their prime. One of them has to be in their prime. Wow. I uh, Doing both? Yeah, both. Um, that's what I, at this point, that's what I would consider. Okay. Well, that, that, then I would put that at 10%. <laughs> I hate to go 10% again, but that's what I'm meant to go with. I'll say 20%. But now what if I were to say one or the other, but the person would have to be in their prime. Um, it's a terrible answer, but it's how I honestly feel. It's 50%. Mm, mm, I'm going to go 65%. I'm confident. Oh, wow. I'm look feel, at you. I feel like they've been, they've been holding their cards very close to the vest. And I think this is the time where they're going to really, really do something. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. What is what is the reasoning for your feeling? You got the Morosi thing about inquiring about Juan Soto. Now, even if they don't get Juan Soto, that's evident that they're looking for someone who they think they can get to not only win this year, but someone down the road, uh, someone who they who can really you know make a big splash. I think they're going to look for a splashy player, and I, they're not going to take a bad deal just to take it. But I think they're going to be aggressive in who they're looking for. And I don't think, I mean, if they're looking into Juan Soto, then very few players are off the table because Soto's going to get paid here very soon. Uh, Tim, where? what is your source for uh, the Juan Soto story? The guys in the fast lane couldn't find it. Uh, it's uh, from John Morosi, his Twitter timeline. And he tweeted it out on July 11th. The tweet specifically says the STL cards have checked in with the Nats, among other teams, in their search for offense ahead of the trade deadline. The Cardinals have scored only 11 runs in the last eight games, during which they are 2-6. and six. Now, of course, as before, they have now won 
uh, three in a row. It was tweeted out two days ago at the time, so they had just won one of those Phillies games. So mm-hmm. that's where it uh, that's where it came from for those of you uh, who are curious. But again, let's not let's make it clear it and say they are close to a deal. He says right. the Cardinals have talked with the Nationals about right. Juan Soto. So that is the background on the Soto story and Jackson's final uh, fun with arbitrary percentages is this Tiger Woods makes the cut at the open I will say 80% wow 80% I am bullish on Eldrick I love it I love it I was gonna say it's it's, it's got nothing to do with emotion it's just it's just how I because certainly when I and I will be entering about a hundred (laughs) rosters Today is a pack a lunch day. Yeah. Uh, not that this will do anything for any of the listeners, which. Uh, but the, here is my spreadsheet oh, with numbers, what time guys <laughs> tee off, a projected ownership percentage. It's I mean, this detailed, is, folks. Uh, so yeah, I I just am operating on the premise. As a matter of fact, I don't know what the odds are, but I'd like to submit it to Predictionary, where I think I'm giving people seventy percent on their uh, yeah on yeah. their picks yeah. right now Eight or on four. my picks. Eight and four, sixty-seven percent. Got a little parlay out there too. And the parlay is what? It is Nolan Arenado to not opt opt out, out, and then Vladimir Tarasenko to not be a blue next season. Yeah. I'm confident about that. Tiger to make the cut uh, has now been entered, so we will find out on I wonder what that number is, if you could pull that number. Yeah, I could pull that up for you. But I I think that golf course for as uh, the way that it plays, so much of that is – local course knowledge and experience with it and you know i just think he's going to be able to get his way around there i would love to see him be in contention wouldn't rule it out by the way local st louis and chris nagel monday qualified again and he's playing the opposite field event uh this week he is becoming one hell of a story in the world of golf so we monitor the nhl free agency situation here this morning and continue to keep you updated on whatever comes across our desks on it uh jeremy rutherford uh says he may be going uh live today people love when he does those q a's he says it all just depends on how things go uh, he says he will for sure have one tomorrow he will be in studio with us on friday and i would imagine uh, people will be very anxious to hear from him over the next few hours and certainly over the next couple of days as this thing plays out. It is a substantial moment in Blues history and also kind of a, you know, I was reading Jeff Gordon this morning on stltoday.com and he was talking about how this is, you, you got to somehow walk the line of making sure you optimize your window for winning a cup mm-hmm. all without being irresponsible with it and turning into something that a decade ago you would have wanted to be, and that is the Chicago Blackhawks and now the situation that they are in. And I just don't, I have so much faith in Doug Armstrong that that I don't think twice about his ability to do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, listen, they're clearly not going, okay, we're, we're shutting it down. We just signed Robert Thomas yeah. to an eight-year deal. Yeah. But you do have to be careful, and I think that's where it gets to if you have to do whatever you have to do to take your pick of whether it be defense, whether it be Letty, trying to get Chikrin, whatever you feel is important with backup goaltender, you cannot be allocating whatever it looks like Perron may wind up getting for a 34-year-old forward, even though he has played very well and has been able to fade father time. That's, I think, what it gets down to, and that is why I give it 10%. Yeah. 
it's tough. It's not a fun part of the job because I do think that there was a great deal of mutual respect and admiration from both sides on it. Maybe Perron was insulted by the offer per Jeremy Rutherford because it was low, but it was low because that's the spot that the Blues are in. Uh-huh. I think if all things were equal and there wasn't a cap, David Perron would already have resigned with the Blues. Yeah. But that's what all of these teams in the NHL are dealing with, and the Blues are one of those teams, all while trying to fill some voids uh, in their spot with this salary cap. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, let's see. Hey, boy, can we hear your take on Ray Allen saying Steph Curry is the second best player of all time? That's from the 636 Jackson. I would advise not going into it. All I'll say is I think Steph's the second greatest point guard of all time. Okay, there it is. Jackson has tended to it. 100% on Nolan not opting out. 100% Vladdy is gone. Vladdy is probably pissed. Thomas is making more money than him. That's from the 618. Um, I, I have no problem with either one of those because I'm essentially in the same cat. I'm yeah, in the, I'm in the right. 90% camp. I just operate on the off chance that something happens and you never know. And right. so then all of a sudden something that you just don't see coming, I just can't operate unless I absolutely know something uh-huh. that it is 100%. No, that's possible. But I, I think at this point, I, my, my thought is Tarasenko knows that it is most likely he has played his last game for the Blues, and it was game six against the Avalanche. And so the fact that Thomas is making what he's making, I don't know if it necessarily pisses him off. I would doubt it. Just because he's not necessarily associating himself with the Blues in his mind at this point. That's what my theory is. And in hell, he might know he's coming back with the Blues. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, All right, it is uh, 1029 in St. Louis. This time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. We'll take our commercial break for the bottom of the hour. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Your reaction to the Donovan Mitchell news that Jackson just reported in his Sports Center update 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. You felt like that had to be. I just want people to know. I mean,. I'm sure there's plenty of jazz fans out there, and you know, complete overhaul looks like what's going to happen in Salt Lake City now. Where will Spy end up? The Heat? Who knows? So now the people have been briefed on that from you. I feel like they'll appreciate it. Maybe not right now. Maybe they'll feel a certain emotion now, but you know, later today, tomorrow, timetable is really up in the air. They're going to be like, man, I'm glad I knew of that that because now I'm wondering where Donovan Mitchell's going to go. Nice. Louisville product. Uh, Action Jackson's thoughts on the uh, on the the Jazz are also welcome here to be debated on the program. Uh, we're monitoring the NHL free agency situation throughout the uh, course of the program, and I know BK and Ferrario will be on top of that as well. Jackson, you sent this story over. I'm not familiar with the details on this. A Texas youth baseball coach has been oh, fired yeah. for being rough with a nine year old's a nine-year-old in the handshake line twisting their arms on the high fives and purposely bumping into them? Yep. Yeah, there's a video. What happened here? There's a video of it. His team lost. He's the coach of a nine-year-old's base, uh, nine, like a little league team. And in the high five line, he's, when he's shaking the kid's hand, he's kind of pulling them back a little bit. He's intentionally bumping into them. He's, you know, just kind of being mean and, way too rough with nine-year-olds and yeah he was fired and it's just we've talked about this before just like how involved parents get and how personally they take it whether it be taking it out on coaches referees the kids themselves it's just so it's so bad for sports and I know you don't like the term but it's uh, that's uh, officially a bad look 
But it's more than a bad look. Right. It's, I mean, it's evil. It's gross. I believe the man is a police officer, too. It's just, it's not good. Yeah, I don't know if I even want to see the video. Yeah, but it's I'm really not, I was not familiar with the story, but I see it's one of your questions here. Uh, we've talked before about how odd parents can be with youth athletics, but what do you think are the long-term effects of doing this to kids? By that, I mean the constant frustration with officials, players, and coaches by the parents. Do you think that affects young people's behavior and how they perceive sports? What do you think causes parents to act like this? I'll take the last one first, as Tony LaRue used to say. Sure, buh. Uh, what do you think the cause is for parents acting like this? Well, I, I think it's important right out of the gate, even though I suppose it's an obvious statement, but I think just for the purpose of saying it, it's important to say that I don't see uh, this being something that is uh, an epidemic in sports. I think it's a sliver, but mm-hmm. it's so egregious. And right. now with phones and the ability to get video of these things, it seems like it may be more common than it probably actually is right i would imagine nine out of ten parents sure behave themselves during their children's games right but then you have one out of however many and then it stands out right uh as to as to why it happens i really my honest answer is i don't know because my kids are so young they haven't started playing sports Mm -hmm. so i i i know a lot of our listeners anytime this topic pops up it gets people going that's for sure uh, maybe people can have their own theories as to as to the why on it. I know what gets attached to it is that parents are living vicariously through their children's careers, trying to make up for what they didn't accomplish. That is the label attached to it. Now right. I don't know that that is the case. Yeah, I don't know about that either. I think that I think part of it, the the root cause of a lot of it is is sport. You know, you used to play, and I think I've talked about this before, but you used to, kids used to play three different sports, you know, growing up, I played baseball, basketball, obviously golf wasn't like something I would play as a team, but I'd play golf all the time. Um, and now it's, if, you know, you're good at a sport by age seven or eight or maybe nine, you're going to be playing that sport year round and almost exclusively, you know, and there's leagues and expensive leagues that play all year round for a lot of these sports, especially sports, indoor sports like basketball or hockey. And Parents are so invested in it because their kids are so invested in it that if they feel any slight or any problem that happened in the game is going to affect their kid in a major way. In reality, you kind of got to look at the big picture. Like this one call won't affect your kid possibly getting a college scholarship. This one coach won't change the trajectory of your kid's career. And I think that's a root of a lot of these issues is parents are just so invested, whether it be time, money, or just wanting to see their kids succeed but then they kind of get lost in that, and I think it really affects how the kids perceive sports and how their behavior is on the field or off the field. Now, we have a 20-year age difference. Sure. Uh, did you see this when you were playing? You did. Okay. Yes. Now, I didn't really see it. Yes. But because I got cut from everything in high school, I never really played high school sports. Yes. Uh, there would be moments just of and – and going after the refs is bad, and it's, it's not a good look by any means, as we've often talked about good and bad looks. But – you know that at least that's an adult who's in some cases getting paid for what they're doing. You know, it's I'm not condoning that by any means. I think it's gross sometimes what people say to officials. But when you're yelling at a volunteer coach or the coach of an opposing team or you're screaming at another parent, which I've seen all of the above, screaming at another parent over what? Oh, their kid fouled too hard. Their kid, their that parent's yelling too much at the refs, and so they'll go back over the top, not having the self awareness. Now you're having this 
ugly screaming match ah, in the bleachers. The Twitter business model. Right, exactly. Um, and it's just, it, it, it makes kids uncomfortable. And then now you're associating something that should be really fun and something you do with your friends as something that's, you know, getting people all nervous and tight. And it's uncomfortable in any sense of the way. It's, it's just bad, but I've seen it all happen. I mean, you name it, parents screaming at refs, coaches screaming at refs, coaches screaming at parents, parents screaming at the kids. It's just very, very uncomfortable. Uh, guys, there's way too much politics in youth athletics. What's the politics in youth athletics? I, I don't know. Because, I'm, I'm, again, I, you know, I haven't played in so long, and then my kids are too young that right. I, I am truly coming at this from a place of curiosity and absolutely no experience. But I know that for parents and probably for the kids the kids are just not the people who are listening to you know talk radio but this is a hot hot topic right now yeah oh absolutely and then when you have a video of a texas youth baseball coach what twisting the arm of a yeah so like nine-year-old they go in the, the high five line he'd like pull their arm back kind of it's just it's God. really ugly. Uh, yeah i don't know if i won't even see it bumping into it the sounds. kids it's just and then the kids you can hear the kids after like ah that hurt like they're like that hurt like uh, they were it was very uncomfortable to watch but that's that's what i'm saying man like i i've coached uh in columbia missouri i was a coach of a it was a volunteer parks and rec league basketball team for middle schoolers and coaches would just be screaming. I had a, 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 a incident where a coach screamed at me after a game because I, I I don't know what I did. He didn't like it though, and it's just bad. It's ugly, and it's and and sports can bring out the competitive side in people, which is good. That's what they're meant to do. You're meant to be competitive, but you also have to have awareness and understand where you are, who you are, and who's looking up to you as well. Because if you're if you're screaming at the ref from the bleachers all game, the, your 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 child might be doing the exact same thing down the road and think it's okay to act like that when really it's not you know play the game you know let the refs ref it's not the high school parents it's the younger kids where you have the issues that's from the 314 yeah i mean i think but i think it happens it's all it eventually happens everywhere because if you if that happens when you're in youth sports that can lead up to high school you know oftentimes those behavioral patterns don't change they in fact get worse the more and more you see it and with how much i mean if you play baseball or basketball there's chances you're playing and that's all the only sport you play and you're pretty good at it there's a chance you might be playing 100 games a year you know and if that that would probably stuff like that an incident would probably happen 10 percent of the time but that can really really affect your behavior on and off the court field ice whatever it is if that's the kind of example being set in front of you is that it's okay to scream at officials or scream at another coach or scream at parents or parents scream at the kids just all bad bad examples being set i was a varsity and jv coach for a high school in the st louis area the playing time is so stressful to deal with the parents saying rude things about me on facebook wanting me to lose my job yelling at me on the sideline it truly was not worth it for the very little paycheck uh chasing coaches away that is from the six three Six. Yeah, I mean that's that, and yeah, it's it, playing time, especially in high school, is tough. But at that point, if you're a you know public high school, you're not paying anything to be on that team. Therefore, at that age level, it is understood that they're going to play whatever it is that's going to get them victories. But when you're playing at these youth levels, where everyone's paying money to play in it, yeah, you should absolutely be entitled to get some playing time. You shouldn't be sitting on the paying to sit on the bench. That's that's not, and that's not the point. You know, winning an eight-year-old tournament isn't the point. The point is to make everybody better, to learn the game, whatever the game is, to get everybody involved, to understand how to play as a team. 
that's what the point of youth sports are at that age. It's not necessarily to win the little trophy that you get at the end of the tournament. Every coach should be required to ref their sport before they are allowed to coach. They would never yell at a ref again. That's, That's from a three one four. Really good point. It's a nice idea. Yeah. It's a hell of an idea. I would tell you that. Seriously, I mean, I, and I've done some refereeing as well in my time, and that is, and I, for younger than kindergarten, just and I've heard it from parents screaming from parents at five-year-old basketball games. I mean, it's really, really uncomfortable. I coached grade school CYC soccer, and I had a mom dress me down over playing time midway through our first game. That's from the 573. Uh, guys at Afton, the parents and coaches don't fight. They all go to Gravoy Creek to hang out together. That's from Hugh from Marlboro. I played at Afton, and i, I got to be honest with you, I don't recall that, but maybe this is a new thing. I think that would be better for everybody. <laughs> Let the kids play. You know, and the car ride home is a big thing. I know that uh, who had a, someone had a really good story about that. I can't former cardinal. I can't remember who it was, but the car ride home. Matheny, I think exactly. Yes, the car ride home being sometimes the worst nightmare for a kid because their parents would berate them because in the back seat because they didn't play right. That's not you know that's not a way to nurture a kid's athletic ability. In my opinion, sure. Know? Well, it's 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 negative reinforcement, right? You you associate the game with. Fear, anxiety, dread, right. because then you are now worried right. about what your parents are going to say to you right. on the way back. And it's you're not looking loose. forward to actually playing and playing loose, like you just were saying. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Jackson just went from NBA to being cool. Good job, buddy. It's from the 314. My God. Get you a guy who can do both. Look at you. Yeah. Really uh, my coach rule is that a parent has one time to approach me. I tell them this is your one time to talk to me about my coaching. Are you sure you want to use it now? That's from the 636. Like a mulligan. <laughs> sure you want to use it on the first tee? <laughs> you instantly see it on the kids' faces that they are upset because the parents are making a scene. That's from yeah. the 314. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, the kid has to hide their fa- face in the jersey because it's their parent who's now in a screening match with the ump and another parent. Oh, man. Jackson used to berate the equestrian referees during his polo matches. That's from the 618. Is that correct? Is that something that you were known for after you would ride equestrian that you would berate? No, it's too good to ever be yelling at the refs. That would never affect my game. Me and my Uh, horse, Ghost. uh, Jamie Rivers always says that at the rink, he's the coach, but in the car, he's the dad. That's from the 314. That's a good way to say it. That's a really good way to say it. We'll take a commercial break. Come back with final segment. BK and Farrar at the top of the hour. We continue to monitor the Blues. The NHL free agency day one. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, Balloon Party 101 ESPN, NHL Free Agency Day 1, and the Blues have been active in our last commercial break. The Blues, per Jeremy Rutherford, are expected to sign Thomas Grice as their backup goalie. He has spent the last two years with the Red Wings. That is just from Jeremy Rutherford. Moments ago, we talked about that uh, tweet earlier from Millie Friedman, Mm -hmm. uh, and now uh, Jeremy Rutherford reporting that Thomas Grice will be the Blues backup goaltender uh, with Billy Husso going to the Red Wings. Thomas Grice comes from the Red Wings to St. Louis. He is 36 years old and he's played his last couple of seasons with the Red Wings, spent some time with the Sharks early in his career and then the Peng- Coyotes and Penguins and then uh, from 16 through 20 with the Islanders. So it looks like the Blues 
have their backup goaltender. It might surprise some people, uh, thinking whether it be Lindgren or whether it be Hofer, but uh, now the Blues are going the direction of Thomas Grice. Mm. And uh, in signing him, we will see what we get as far as uh, the deal goes. Uh, Rutherford just tweeting that it'll be a one-year deal between the Blues and Thomas Grice as the backup goaltender. Of course, the big, big news this morning is the eight-year, $64 million contract extension going to Robert Thomas. Overwhelmingly, the responses I have seen via the Air Comfort Service text line here on 101 ESPN have been positive. Uh, Doug Armstrong likes to lock up young players early on. Um, I get this from a friend of mine who follows this quite closely and says to gamble, but if Thomas continues to be near uh, point per game, it'll be a steal. Armstrong isn't shy about locking guys up early. If it'll save him some money on the back end, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, So the Blues activity so far this morning Nothing to do with 91, nothing to do with 57, but here they sit, and it looks like they have their backup goaltender situation tended to, and Robert Thomas is going to be a St. Louis Blue for the long term at 23 years old, signing uh, an eight-year, $64 million deal with the Blues. I would imagine there is going to be more to come. Tim, I think Thomas is only going to get better, and there's too many fans who think with their heart um, and not their heads. That is from the 6-1-8. 77 points in 72 games. He has earned that deal. Uh, go check the primary assist leaders. Those are the playmakers. Look where Thomas is. That's from the 6-3-6. Uh, Grice is horrible. How can you say our cup window is open with Bennington and Grice as the team's goalie? Uh, or the team's goalies. That is from the 314. So there you go. Uh, it is uh, coming in fast and furious this morning, and I would imagine it is going to be a busy day around the NHL with free agency. You'll want to be tuned in to 101 ESPN all day long. BK and Ferrario coming up next from 11 2. And then the fast lane with Jamie Rivers, Brad Thompson, and Anthony Stalter talking it over from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And it just shows the level of interest in the Blues right now that the Cardinals are on the heels of their biggest win of the year against uh, one of the best teams in the game of baseball. And most of the attention is on the Blues and free agency at this moment. Going back to the Cardinals, they'll have the hands full tonight. Yeah, boy, howdy. Tony Goslin's kind of nasty. It'll be Wayne Wright against Goslin. So you yeah. get yourself a, a Jim Dandy. Yeah, I wonder what the, what the total on that game would be. I will set it at seven and a half. That was literally the words that were going to come out of my mouth. Seven and a half is where I'm, I'm going to say the number is Jackson. What are we going to go with? Seven and a half. Let's take a look. Seven and a half. Eight. Eight is the number. Eight is the number? Yeah. Oh, boy. The under of eight seems kind of nice. That's where alive last night. 11 and 0, 1.62. Oh, my God. ERA. Oh, my God. Yeah, that could be. As straight filthy. I mean, I, I mean, the Cardinals' bats are hot, uh, hotter, I should say. What's three game sample size here? But uh, hotter bats, maybe, maybe. Guys, Grice's numbers are actually pretty good. Maybe a down year last year, but look where he was playing. That's from the three one four. Grice is a good signing. He's a solid veteran backup goalie. There's a reason he's been the NHL for as long as he's been. That's from the three one four. So there it is. 
Uh, all right, BK and Ferrario are coming up next, and it'll be uh, Cardinals and Blues all day long with the Cardinals' big win last night and the NHL free agency situation. You want to be tuned in to 101 ESPN. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.